Tucker Carlson for president. Would you believe vice president? Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott. This is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, uh, Donald Trump, uh, the presumptive Republican nominee for president here, was on the uh, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton podcast earlier this week. And he was asked whether he might pick Tucker Carlson for his vice president. And this is what Trump had to say. He said, I like Tucker a lot. I guess I would think I'd say I would because he's got great common sense. You know, when they say that you guys are conservative or I'm conservative, it's not that we're conservative. We have common sense. We want to have safe borders. We want to have a wall because walls work. And and Bill, is this kind of outside the box thinking? Could it be more Trump? And do you think it's not necessarily Tucker Carlson, but the kind of thing he might do next year? I've been saying for so long now that our messaging ability is so poor that the best candidate that we could possibly field would be somebody who did this for a living like, well, Rush is a pretty controversial guy, but but take Larry Elder, for example. Yeah. Here's a guy who has to go out and defend conservative principles and, and fight the woke mob. And, and Larry Elder, of course, being black, has the additional burden of carrying the, you know, you're not a real black person and so on. And the, the the job of the president, most of the job, I mean, he obviously, he obviously has constitutional powers that, that need to be done, but there's no mystery to those powers. It's not, you know, it's not like a, you know, cross and bone ceremony. You get to sign bills and, and, and do these other things. Essentially what the president is, he's, he's the face of the country, but he's ultimately, if he's a good president, he's the country's head cheerleader. Ronald Reagan was just superb at this. He's a person who can articulate what what he perceives to be goals that would be in every American's interest and then say why. We've just been so roundly thrashed in the in the rhetorical arena for so long that if we had sorry. So we're restarting here because I have a loose tooth and it's probably gonna happen all throughout the day, uh, this recording session. Um so having a a president or vice president who could actually defend these principles and make them make sense is not only an asset, I think it's the prime requirement for the job now. A great example of this was uh, when um, Biden made his, uh, you know, his Lenny Riefenstahl speech outside of Independence Hall there and, and talked about how uh, MAGA Republicans are a threat to our democracy. He said our democracy 13 times. And Republicans, being incapable of understanding any of this stuff, said, no, we're not a threat to the democracy. We're trying to save democracy. Mm. And the Democrats said, no, you're a threat for the democracy. And the Republicans said, no, we're, we're, we're the ones who, who want to defend the democracy. And I'm listening to this ongoing debate after the speech, and I'm saying, well, we both agree, apparently, that we need to save the democracy. And of the two parties out there, which one sounds more like democracy to you? I'm <laughs> going to go with Democratic Party. What what should have happened is, is the first criticism of Biden shouldn't have, shouldn't have been accusing MAGA uh, Republicans. His The first criticism should have been, Mr. President, this is not a democracy, it's a republic. And you presumably would know that. And many people don't know the difference, but we can make this nice and simple for you. A democracy can vote people up against a wall. A democracy can vote people into camps. A democracy is two wolves and a sheep trying to decide what's for dinner. 
a republic is, that sheep has personal protective rights that cannot be violated by the majority. So it's better than a it's better than a democracy has all the benefits of democracy because you do get to elect the representatives, but it's based on individual rights and protections that cannot be voted away. Now, if you had gone down that route and talked about saving the Republic, then you could have said, Hey, Republic's better than democracy. And which party sounds like most aligned with the Republic branding, branding indeed. And Trump knows a lot. So I love, I love the idea. Yeah. Uh, Scott, you know, Trump has been, uh, in the past anyway, kind of, uh, thin skinned with people. He likes his flattery. He doesn't like it when you insult him. And, uh, I kind of like it when he dishes out some of his insults, they can be pretty great. But, uh, Tucker got caught off the record saying some pretty unfriendly things about Trump. One of them was, uh, at, this was after, after 2020. He said, we're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it because admitting what a disaster it's been, he's talking about Trump's first term is too tough to digest, but come on, there isn't really an upside to Trump. And Trump knows that Tucker got busted for saying these things and yet is open to the idea of making Tucker his his vice president. You think maybe he's uh, letting bygones be bygones in a way maybe we're not used to seeing from him. No. Uh, I think what he's doing is taking advantage of a great opportunity to get publicity and get people to make talk shows about him. Um, This is he is just Mm. a master at staying in the headlines. And if you if you dangle the idea that maybe Tucker Carlson would be a good VP candidate on a Trump ticket, um, that generates headlines that generates chatter on social media that will make people talk. And nobody's better at making people talk uh, than Donald Trump. On the other hand, if you're Tucker Carlson, the stupidest thing you could ever do in your life is put yourself in Donald Trump's shadow and agree to serve with him for the next four years. Um, In many ways, and I know people are going to disagree with me on this, but in many ways, Mike Pence was the perfect vice president for Donald Trump. And that is because he's he's relatively quiet, he's unassuming, he's infallibly loyal, and And more than anything, he can take a punch from the president. And that is, you know, he was treated like a bald-headed stepchild and a dish rag for all that time and still is being treated that way by the president. But his attempts even after office to push back on that were relatively muted and subtle and, and weak because there's something in Mike Pence that basically says, you know, this isn't about me. This is about the country. And for all of Trump's flaws, he was president of the United States. My duty is to the office even afterward. Um, and so that w- that's the kind of guy that Trump needs to find. He doesn't need to find somebody who may occasionally outshine him somewhere, or frankly, somebody who is more eloquent or punchy or sharp. And somebody like Tucker Carlson has been trained through years of doing interviews and spouting his opinion to deliver that punch. He needs somebody who can recede into the background and look like, I mean, what, what I think a lot of people voted for Trump the first time around because they said, hey, look, he got Mike Pence as his vice president. He seems like yeah. he's not entirely out of his mind. You know, and also P- Pence seemed like such a solid backstop, you know, yeah, yeah. that there, that, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scott, you got me to thinking because originally I thought my conclusion was going to be 180 degrees different from what it's actually going to turn out to be. Because I, I was, I was. Going along the outside the box thinking, um, I was uh, 
I thought, yeah, there's no way it would be Tucker Carlson. He's having way too much fun doing what he's doing. Uh, but maybe somebody like Tucker. But no, uh, the, and the three names that first popped into my head for, for some of these outside-the-box choices are actually, well, they explain themselves. I was thinking maybe uh, Taylor Swift, uh, RuPaul, or that uh, Rich Men North of Richmond guy. Those, those, those were my top I select three. Swift non uh, non Tucker choices but no I think Scott's nailed it and I I think I know the right person we're talking about person with uh, with experience we're talking about somebody who uh, won't outshine or try to out talk or try to out Trump Donald Trump because we've seen other people try to do that Marco Rubio in 2016 and it and it just doesn't work and the guy I'm thinking about, he's he's been out of politics for a little while, so he's tanned, he's rested, he's ready to go. And I would like to reintroduce you, ladies and gentlemen, to Vice President Dan Quayle. I knew it. I knew it. And that is your right angle on that, brought to you by the members of BillLittle.com. We apologize for nothing. Thank you for watching. See you next time. <laughs>